Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, my terrible listeners. How are you? You're tuned in to Terrible Sex with Nassim. I am your host, Nassim. I am a registered nurse, aspiring sex educator, and polyamory enthusiast, here to tell stories and guide you through our world's infinite number of sexualities, and some other stuff. Do you have a terrible sex story, question, or just need a place to share your perversions? We'd love to hear from you. All of our contact info can be found at terriblesexwithnaseem.com or find me on Twitter at terrible underscore sex. All right, with that out of the way, let's get on to this week's story. What happens when distance changes your sex life? Let me explain. As you may know, mostly because I won't shut up about it, I am polyamorous. I have a husband and I date other men. Currently, I have a partner in Chicago as well. My husband, Jar, who you know and love, also dates and has a girlfriend. And to complicate things even further because things were not complicated enough, I do not currently live with my husband. As listeners may know, I am a travel nurse and spend the majority of my time hundreds of miles away from home, only spending a few days a month with Jar. It is hard and it is shitty, but it's sort of what we have to do right now. Every relationship has some level of sacrifice, and this is ours for the time being. Now, luckily, I was able to spend a whole ass week with Jar in between my travel contracts. It was the recharge I was looking forward to after almost a year in Chicago, a chance to reconnect with my loved ones, especially my husband. And after so much time away from home, I was really excited and eager to hop back in the saddle, i.e. the bedroom, with Jar. It had been many, many, many months since we had the opportunity to be alone and intimate again, and I was really craving that connection. Physical touch and intimacy is so very important to me, not just for my libido, but my mental health and my physical health. I need it to feel safe and happy and secure. But here's the thing. People change and people grow. Long distance can sort of force a relationship to evolve. Ask anyone with a partner in the military on deployment. They come back and things are not exactly the same as when they left. The house has new paint. A pet has died. The kids are older. Weight has been gained or lost. Your husband has a new girlfriend. While the core of the relationship exists and is still strong, it is not without obstacles, even sexual ones. Sometimes you return to a whole ass new person and it's like dating them from the beginning all over again. And while that can be very exciting and you get that burst of new relationship energy, it also means you might have to relearn how to do some things. Let me set the scene. It was my second full day at home and Jar and I were in bed. 
We had spent the morning lounging around and cuddling before he had to set off to work for the day. Now for us, physical intimacy is not solely about sex or fucking, but it is definitely about touch. Cuddling, playing with hair, massages, long, deep conversations while holding hands. But the sex, that was certainly something I was looking forward to and really wanted. Now, I should mention that in terms of changes, I came home to a man I barely recognized. Jar has lost something like 50 to 60 pounds in the last year. He's also tall which isn't really a change. I guess he was always tall, but he's leaned out quite a bit. He's also faster, stronger, and has more stamina. And I swear to God, you guys, I'm not joking. I really think his dick got bigger. I, however, I'm still me, built like a linebacker. So there we are, in bed, naked cuddling, and Jar gets a little frisky. We start making out, and it becomes evident to both of us that intercourse is on the table. Well, on the bed, as it were. One of the things about being in a long term relationship is you become comfortable with a person's movements. You can anticipate their touches, actions, and generally how it's going to go down. But in our case, since we've been separated by a state and a great lake for damn near a year, while also seeing other people, we've also grown accustomed to doing things differently. So instead of rolling onto my back, which is what I would have done before, Jar hoisted me up on top of him. Okay, all right. Cowgirl, I can do that. Fan favorite. I guess the view is good. I was wet. He was hard. No problem, right? Well, not so much. As I'm up there, he's trying to find my vagina and penetrate. But as I move and gyrate, he can't stay in. So I reach down and reposition, and it works for a moment. But the angle of entry isn't allowing him to stay inside me while I move about in Cowgirl. Also, the fact that he inhabits a smaller body than me now is becoming very evident. So we go back and forth, readjusting a few times, but it's too slippery and it's just not really working. And of course, I'm getting deep into my head about it. And Jar knows me well enough to realize this, so he suggests that we try something else. And he encourages me to go on my back. Missionary. The gold standard. Tried and true. So I lay back down, albeit a little discouraged. But I'm still hopeful. He crawls between my legs and makes his attempt. But again, trouble in paradise. He can't stay in. He pushes my legs higher up, then out, then back. We spend a few minutes reconfiguring and fucking around with the position, trying to fit together, to connect. But the more we struggle, the more anxious I become, the less erect he is, until eventually the moment's gone. We laid there for a moment, 
looking at each other. I wanted to cry. What was happening? And what does this mean for our sex life, for our marriage? Had too much happened in the time I was gone for us to be sexually intimate ever again? Frankly, I was fucking terrified. But that thought quickly passed after I gave him a mind-altering blowjob and he finger-fucked me into next century. Now, I'm not saying my husband and I will never have V intercourse ever again. I really don't think that's likely. Time and distance can fuck up physical chemistry. In some cases, it does heighten it, and if that's the case for you, congratulations. But in ours, it's something we're going to have to work on. Getting used to our bodies again, throwing away our, mostly my, insecurities, and just enjoying whatever time and intimacy we do share. There are other ways to enjoy ourselves and our bodies other than vaginal penetration. I've said this on the podcast before, that sometimes a sex position or activity may not work for you, and that is okay. Some sex positions don't work for everybody, and sometimes you can't keep an erection, or things are painful, or any myriad of other things. So don't be afraid to take sex off the table. Try something else, and try again later. But are there really happy, long-term, sexless marriages and partnerships? Of course there are. It's not actually that uncommon in polyamorous communities. Plenty of poly couples have other partners they engage with physically, but they don't do that with the ones that they're married to or nest with. And that works for them. It's just one of the ways people practice what some call relationship anarchy, defining a relationship on your own terms instead of societal expectations. Now, in my experience, different partners serve and fulfill us in different ways. I do want a sexual relationship with my husband. But if one day we come to realize that that won't work for us anymore, that's a conversation we can be open about. We have the rest of our lives to figure it out. Thanks for listening. Nassine wants all her terrible listeners to know that although she is a medical professional, she is not your medical professional. This podcast is not medical advice. If you want medical advice, please seek out your very own healthcare provider. Terrible Sex with Nassine is part of the Terrible Podcast Network. Thank you.